I'm about to get on a plane, an act which, for me, requires no small amount of ritualistic preparation. Preparation that I have no time for now, because instead of doing all of the ritualistic things that need to be done before I can set my mind to flight, I'm finding that I'm even more compelled to make sure that you have a fresh story before I go. This sacrifice is no small one for me, and if we're ever out exchanging anecdotes from dueling bar stools, remind me to tell you how it came to be this way. And in the meantime, I hope you feel awfully special. You are, maybe. Good evening. It's Saturday, the 17th of July, 2010, and it's Miet's Bedtime Story Podcast. Disappearing by Monica Wood When he starts in, I don't look anymore. I know what it looks like, what he looks like, tobacco on his teeth. I just lie in the deep sheets and shut my eyes. I make noises that make it go faster, and when he's done, he's as far from me as he gets. He could be dead, he's so far away. Letty says, leave then, stupid, but who would want me? Three hundred pounds anyway, but I never check. Skin, like tapioca pudding, I wouldn't show anyone. A man. So we go to the pool at the junior high. Swimming lessons. First it's blow bubbles and breathe. Blow and breathe. Awful, hot nosefuls of chlorine. My eyes stinging red and patches on my skin. I look worse. We'll get caps and goggles and earplugs and body cream, Letty says. It's better. There are girls there, what bodies, looking at me and Letty out the side of their eyes. Gold hair. Skin like milk, chlorine or no. They thought, when I first lowered into the pool, that fat one parting the Red Sea. I didn't care. Something happened when I floated. Good, said the little instructor. A little redhead in an emerald suit. No stomach, a depression almost, and white wet skin. Good, she said. You float just great. Now we're getting somewhere. The whistle around her neck blinded my eyes, and the water under the fluorescent lights. I got scared and couldn't float again. The bottom of the pool was scarred, drops of grey shadow rippling. Without the water I would crack open my head. My dry flesh would sound like a splash on the tiles. At home, I ate a cake and a bottle of milk. No wonder you look like that, he said. How can you stand yourself? You're no Cary Grant, I told him, and he laughed and laughed until I threw up. When this happens, I want to throw up again and again until my heart flops out wet and writhing on the kitchen floor. Then he would know I have one, and it moves. So I went back, 
and floated again. My arms came around, and the groan of the water made the type blondes smirk, but I heard good. That's the crawl, that's it, in fragments from the redhead when I lifted my face. Through the earplugs I heard her skinny voice. She was happy that I was floating and moving too. Letty stopped the lessons and read to me things out of magazines. You have to swim a lot to lose weight. You have to stop eating too. Forget cake and ice cream. Doritos are out. I'm not doing it for that, I told her, but she wouldn't believe me. She couldn't imagine. Looking down that shaft of water, I know I won't fall. The water shimmers and eases up and down. The heft of me doesn't matter, I float anyway. He says it makes no difference, I look the same. But I'm not the same. I can hold myself up in deep water. I can move my arms and feet and the water goes behind me. The wall comes closer. I can look down twelve feet to a cold slab of tile and not be afraid. It makes a difference, I tell him. Better believe it, mister. Then this other part happens. Other men interest me. I look at them. Real ones. Not the ones on TV. That's something else entirely. These are real. The one with the white milkweed hair who delivers the mail. The meter man from the light company. Heavy, thick feet in boots. A smile. Teeth. I drop something out of the cart in a supermarket to see who will pick it up. Sometimes a man. One had yellow, short hair and called me ma'am. Young, thin legs and an accent. One was older, looked me in the eyes. Heavy, but not like me. My eyes are nice. I colour the lids. In the pool it runs off in blue tears. When I come out my face is naked. The lessons are over. I'm certified. A little certificate signed by the redhead. She says I can swim, and I can. I'd do better with her body, thin calves hard as granite. I get a lane to myself. No one shares. The blondes ignore me now, that I don't splash at the water, I know how to lower myself silently. And when I swim, I cut the water cleanly. For one hour every day I am thin, thin as water, transparent, invisible, steam or smoke. The redhead is gone. They put her at a different pool, and I miss the glare of the whistle dangling between her emerald breasts. Letty won't come over at all now that she is fatter than me. You're so uppity, she says. All this talk about water and who do you think you are? He says I'm looking all right, so at night it is worse, but sometimes now when he starts in I say no. On Sundays the pool is closed. On Sundays the pool is closed, I can't say no. I haven't been invisible, 
Even on days when I don't say no, it's all right. He's better. One night he says it won't last. What about the freezer full of locale dinners and that machine in the basement? I'm not doing it for that, and he doesn't believe me either. But this time there is another part. There are other men in the water, I tell him. Fish, he says. Fish in the sea. Good luck. Ma, you've lost, says my daughter-in-law, the one who didn't want me in the wedding pictures. One with the whole family. She couldn't help that. I learned how to swim, I tell her. You should try. It might help your ugly disposition. They closed the pool for two weeks and I went crazy, repairing the tiles. I went there anyway, drove by in the car. I drank water all day. Then they opened again and I went every day, sometimes four times until the green paint and new stripes looked familiar as a face. At first the water was heavy as blood, but I kept on until it was thinner and thinner, just enough to hold me up. That was when I stopped with the goggles and cap and plugs, things that kept the water out of me. There was a time I went the day before a holiday and no one was there. It was echoey silence, just me and the soundless empty pool and a lifeguard behind the glass. I lowered myself, so slow it hurt every muscle, but not a blip of water, not a ripple, not one sound, and I was under in that other quiet, so quiet some tears got out. I saw that blue trail swirling. The redhead is back and nods. She has seen me somewhere. I tell her I took lessons and she still doesn't remember. This has gone too far, he says. I'm putting you in the hospital. He calls them at the pool and they pay no attention. He doesn't touch me and I smile into my pillow. A secret smile in my own square of the dark. Oh my God, Letty says. What the hell are you doing? What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm disappearing, I tell her. And what can you do about it? Not a blessed thing. For a long time in the middle of it, people looked at me. Men. And I thought about it. Believe it. I thought. And now they don't look at me again. And it's better. I'm almost there. Almost water. The redhead taught me how to dive, how to tuck my head and vanish like a needle into skin. And every time it happens, my feet leaving the board, I think, I think this will be the time. <laughs>